of college baseball fans, we are back for the 2024 season preview. Now, this episode will not be X's and O's going in and out of teams, this and that. This is just going to be a little introductory episode because we will probably have new listeners who don't know who we are, what we do, why we do it. Uh, we also want to introduce Jack to the team. We let him come on our episode in November as a little preview episode for this upcoming year, but he's here with us. And then every, everybody, of course, already knows Dimitri. He's the, uh, is it fair to call you the villain of the show? People don't like me and it is what it is, but I'm glad to be here. You like me, you don't like me, my style, whatever. I just get passionate about it sometimes, get carried away, but I'm here. You don't like me. I'm, I apologize. Hopefully I can make you like you by me. You always have the hottest takes, which you got to respect. Even the haters have to respect that. But new approach for the show this year. We're going to be cool guys. We're going to be chill. We're not going to be I – mean, we're all getting older. Jack's the young pup of the group. Um, but Dimitri's over 30 now. I'm getting it. I'll be 29 in a few months. So we're going to be kind of the, the cool stepdads of college baseball. So <laughs> – yeah, we'll say some things that might hurt some players or, or programs' feelings. We don't actually mean it. Like, we love you all. I mean, we, we love every team. We just might have to say some hard truths. But nothing crazy, nothing wild this year. Um, I'm going to use this next segment for Jack to kind of introduce himself for the new people. And we'll just do have, we'll have a little roundtable. Um, you can go next, and I'll go after that. And then we will uh, we'll talk about some college baseball after that. Well, boys, I appreciate the intro. Um, I feel like we really set ourselves up for some failure. I feel like people are going to go and clip us saying this is going to be nice and he's smooth sailing. Um, I did not know that Dimitri was the heel, the WWE bad guy um, of, of the group. I just appreciated the realness. Um, I'll, I'll have to go read some comments here soon. But, um, boys, I'm excited. 2024, uh, I'm coming at this with a, a little bit of a different take than you gentlemen. Um, no X's and O's this podcast, just Jimmy's and Joe's. And I think I'm going to probably maintain that throughout the season. Um, I broadcast college baseball in the Charleston area for the Citadel College of Charleston, Charleston Southern. I'm a mid-major junkie. So uh, I've lived and died by y'all's top 25 mid-major polls, um, which I do know for a fact for those around me that has hurt some people's feelings. And that's just beautiful because who really Just go about? ahead and say who's missing from it. Just go ahead and say it. No, dude, here, here's what I'm going to bring to this podcast, Major. There, there's no bias in my game. You ever watch a broadcast and go, man, that guy sucks. He's clearly rooting for one side. It's not me, man. It's not it, This year I'm going to interview college baseball spies, coaches, players. I'm going to go try to do some program facility tours and get to know who make this beautiful sport as awesome as it is. So you'll never hear me tell you as an alumni of George Mason that they should have been in that top 25. I would never <laughs> I would never say the team that went to the regional won the A-10, beat Northeastern, beat Maryland. I, was that a power five school? I can't remember. Um, I would never say they should have been. Not, not me. Not this year. Yeah, no, never. Um Hey, Dude, I, I am a I, patriot. I am a patriot, but I'm not a George Mason patriot. That's love. Hey, it's love. But here, all kidding aside, though, it's a it's a preseason ranking, and this beautiful sport and the landscape that we live in today. Like who the heck? Nobody knows. And the best coaches in the country, Jay Johnson, doesn't really know what they're rolling out until you do. That's the beauty of the sport. 
Ben, go ahead and let the listeners know. We have been anti-preseason poll since we started. Oh, paycheck yeah. to paycheck, Twitter verified, Twitter unverified, paycheck to paycheck. Preseason polls generate buzz and interest. So, Ben, why do we decide to do a preseason poll this year? Because we're anti-preseason poll. You have no idea what happened on February 16th. Yeah, I'll, I'll sum it up pretty easy. We were bored as hell. There was just we were doing so much research and there was just nothing to show for. Um, if you guys haven't checked it out, we have a brand new website that's it's awesome. And you can only blog so much before you really just want to stir up some buzz. Um, our blog posts were getting pretty good numbers for off season, but we knew once we released the mid major top twenty five, people's mindsets were gonna change. This it's is baseball like, season. It it felt real, right? Like it is baseball season. Uh the People were so pissed about Southern Miss being ranked number eight and Campbell being ranked 21st. Oh, my God, we left out Louisiana Raging Cajuns. We left out this team, that team. Coastal Carolina at six is a crime. I mean, we had probably, like, I, I live in Bluffton, South Carolina. The Bluffton Police Department probably has five or six phone calls saying, I need to be arrested for not ranking my team. So... Really warrant for my arrest, but listen, I'll trade those. I'll I'll trade the warrant out for my arrest for a little bit of uh, preseason buzz. I just needed it. I needed the dopamine. You needed the dopamine. We wanted to make sure eleven point seven was all the way back, and that's why we did it. Let me ask you this: If someone offered you twenty five hundred dollars blank check, no, not blank, twenty five hundred dollar check, and said, "Head coach said, put us in the top twenty five, we'll send you a check," would you do it? How yeah, would genuine you, and how authentic are our ranking? I would genuinely take the money. I would genuinely not tell either one of you. And I would slide them in the top 25. It's pretty easy. Um, yeah, I mean, we've been open about it. We started this podcast in 2019. This is our sixth season. And yeah, we've been pretty like open and honest. Like We do take bribes. And um, uh, for the most part, we've never, we've never taken one. But we are open to it. Uh, Had anyone well, offered you any kind of money to be in the top 25 ranking? No. No. So it's never happened. We are unbiased. We make these rankings purely on our research. If you watch the Buffalo Bill and the Kansas City Chiefs tonight, you would think Buffalo choked it. But if you're on the other side, you would think, wow, Patrick Mahomes, GOAT, greatest of all time. He willed them to the win. But if you're on my side, you think Buffalo shit the bed and lost the game. So that's how you do that. You look at a ranking, you look at a research, you can be on one side or the other side. We were on the side Louisiana should not be in it. Other people think they should be in it. Well, guess what? March 1st, they might be in it if they start winning games. Does it mean we were wrong? No. Does it mean we missed? Sure. You get three strikes. You can swing and a miss twice and then hit it on the third time. Nobody's mad. If we swing and a miss in Louisiana, then we put them in and we don't swing and a miss, we're still technically a Hall of Famer. So that's the way I look at this. I love that. That gets me fired up. Um, I'm going to make something very clear here to the listeners. We did put a lot of like research and effort into it. I mean, we looked through probably a hundred I mean, total, a lot. probably a hundred teams total. Of course, there's probably another hundred that like will never sniff the top 25. <laughs> and that's a different conversation. But we did put a lot of effort in, and, it, and we took, I mean, days to to build this thing. So it's not like we just threw it together. Now, piggybacking off of that, 
last year's week one uh, mid-major power rankings were not even close to what it the season ended up being. So it's almost a better thing if you're not on it because we didn't have Oral Roberts. I think we barely had um, I think we barely had a couple other two. Actually, I'll, I'll pull it up here right now. We had In the meantime, I've got something for you. Um, Demetri, you bring up a beautiful point about the football game tonight. I, I think tonight only re- um, emphasize the point in me that like I'm ready to give some money away to the college baseball folks. Um, and you guys with a beautiful find that every eight years, it's like, we're on like some kind of incredible cycle from the gods that a mid-major team. I mean, the power fives might not even play this year. Mid-major teams. Is <laughs> yeah. So what Jack's referring to, and I have the week one mid-major rankings. I'll, I'll get to that in a second from last season. Um, but yeah, every eight years in college baseball, besides the year 2000, but since 1984, a mid-major has won the College World Series every eight years. 2016 was Coastal. 2008 was Fresno. 1992 was Pepperdine, I think. I have it. Yep, yep, Pepperdine. Out. And then 84 was Cal State Fullerton. So this is a big year for mid-majors. It's now or never. Um, in the year 2000 that we skipped over, LSU ended up winning it, but... The Raging Cajuns came in third or fourth. They were semifinalists. So, were they not runner-ups? No, they they lost to Stanford, but that's right. It that's sounds right. way better to say semifinalists. <laughs> but anyway, so if you're a gambling man, someone that wants to place you know a future on the College World Series or whatever, do it now. You can get mid-majors for like three hundred to one, five hundred to one. So good teams out there. But anyway, so last year's Week One mid-major power rankings. It was one East Carolina, which pretty solid, but easy pick. Southern Miss, Georgia Southern, Grand Canyon. Then we had Texas State, who, bad year. And then Dallas Baptist, UC Santa Barbara, UConn, Campbell. We, we had no Oral Roberts, who ended up going to the College World Series. We had teams like BYU. Um, Old Dominion had a bad year. Houston had a terrible year. Central Michigan, I don't know why we put them on there. I mean, okay, hold on. Central Michigan, they they were what second? No, they were third behind Ball State and uh, Kent State, huh? Mm-hmm. Louisiana Tech was in there too. They had a they had a down year. Horrific so, year. Horrific. Yeah. So guys, like, if your team's not on our mid-major power rankings, like, don't swear. You're in great shape. You're in great shape. <laughs> Be cool about it. Um, but let me let me go back a little bit, guys. I was supposed to. I had this whole plan today. Been looking forward to recording this podcast. I had an awesome intro segment that I just completely skipped over. One, this is our spring training. Like we we haven't podcast since November, and before that it was like June. We've had one podcast since June. So this is spring training. There's gonna be some growing pains. We gotta get ready for the season. And the only way we get ready is by talking to each other. So this is not a structured podcast. It really never is, never was. We, we kind of jump all over the place. So if you're new here, we are an unfiltered, unbiased college baseball podcast. And we do talk about SEC, ACC, Big 12, Pac-12, Big 10. Um, right now we're talking mid-major because there's no other coverage out there right now for mid-majors. You, you might get your D1 baseball, you know, ACC, SEC, Big 12 stuff, whatever it is. Um, 
those guys do a good job and they help us get ready for the season too. But we like to get down in like the nitty gritty. Like we like to talk about teams that like we played for. Dimitri and literally, I from, do what? Oh, I was just going to say, we literally were just talking about this the other night while we were, me and you were, were online. We actually had our phones out FaceTiming while we did our mid-major power ranking. And we, I looked, I was doing it. I was like, Ben, it's more fun doing, deciding whether upstate is a 25 team or, you know, Old Dominion 19. It's more fun for us to do those teams rather than deciding is Kentucky a top 15 team is Mississippi State a top 25. I just, I just find more joy deep diving into these other teams and deciding if they're a good team. Like Florida Gulf Coast, they just missed our thing. We did a whole full research on Gulf Coast, and it was more enjoyable for me to research Gulf Coast than it would be to research Miami, for example. And because at the I end have, of the day... I was going to say, I have an answer to why it's more enjoyable. And people will not believe this, but it is so much easier to research a mid-major team than it is to research the SEC and power five conferences because one there's less turnover for the most part like the teams from last year are pretty similar to the teams this year at the mid-major level they might have lost one or two to the transfer portal or you know might have to replace three one draft guy one or two draft guys right dude i was i was reading about you know you you brought up kentucky or like you you brought up mississippi state like for me right now to power rank the sec alone would be almost impossible. Like you're just throwing. It's impossible. You have, you have no idea. I mean, we've had Ole Miss win it in 2022 and then finish last. Um, or sorry, Ole Miss win it in 2021, finished last place last year. Mississippi State won, or vice versa. Mississippi State won it in 2021, finished last Ole Miss. in 2022. Ole Miss won it in 2022, came in last last year. So it's like researching those those conferences this early is, is I mean, almost I mean, impossible. It's like saying, it's like sitting here saying, Ben, if Durangelo Sanja could win 50% of the SEC start, we have no idea. We have no idea. We have I no idea if this guy's even going to start by April 1st. He could be in the yeah, bullpen. All, all of those teams, like, you look at the ACC, like most of them are replacing two, th- or, two or three weekend rotation guys, and then they go and pick up a few guys from a mid-major program to uh, out of the transfer portal, and it's like, oh yeah, they're penciled in to start on Saturday. I guarantee you, those guys will not be starting every Saturday. Like it's gonna be mixed around, matched. You don't know who's gonna stay healthy. So, to answer your question, research in the mid-majors was way more fun for me, and and that's why I was all for doing this ranking. Yeah, I mean, I and I agree with you. I mean, like if you just if since we're just going ahead in a unfocused. Um, whatever direction of this podcast look at Clemson they were not supposed to be good last year they were supposed to be a little rough in the beginning get the flow going get whatever with Eric Backage. they ended up being one of the most fun teams to watch in 2023 by May they were the one of the hottest teams in the country Grand Slam from Tennessee ended literally all but ended their season and now you go back 2023 and you're like okay Clemson was really good. They weren't supposed to be good last year. Let's see what they returned. Oh, they're doing they're doing a lot of they're doing a lot of turnover. I'm not saying they are. I'm just speaking in general. A lot of turnover. You're like Clemson is supposed to be good. They were good last year. They're supposed to be good. 
oh, but they were they turn over three weekend starters. They have to replace this guy, this guy, this guy. And you're like, is Clemson good? No, probably not. But they're probably be a top ten preseason team. They're probably going to end up being a top ten, top fifteen team come May, June. And it's like it's program, it's culture, it's program. When you get into the SECAC Big Twelve program, like if you, I could sit here right now and tell you, hey. Indiana, Nebraska, maybe not Nebraska, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan. I, I'll, I'll put $100 down their top three in the Big 12 at the end of the year without even looking at them. Take that back because they're not in the Big 12. They're in the Big 10. The Big 10. Sorry, <laughs> Big 10. Damn it. Okay, I can promise you Texas Tech will be top three in the Big 12. I haven't even looked at them yet. I haven't even done my deep dive research on them. And it's like, like, yes, you can do the same thing for East Carolina. You can do the same thing upstate. They've been competing in the Big South for the last three years. Campbell's gone. I would guess Upstate should win the Big South, and it's without doing research. So it's like the pack. I mean, the Power Five conferences. You just look at the name brand, and you just say that's a top twelve. That's a top three team in the SEC this year. Uh, let me look real quick. Oh wow, yeah, Clemson sucks. Or oh wow, yeah, Miami sucked. They hired this head coach. They should have hired that head coach. And yes, they hired the wrong guy this offseason. But that's another time, another debate. And so it's like you look at Dallas Baptist. They should win the Conference USA. But if you really look at them, you can be like, oh wow, no, UTSA should win it. So it's a little different. But you could guess and be right most of the time with Power Five teams. Yeah. So so Jack, we've uh, we've been doing this. Since 2019, and every and we 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 both played for four years before that. So I want to get your opinion as like an outsider. Okay, is it is it true or not true that in the preseason college baseball, it, it's completely different than college football and college basketball, where every of like literally every opinion is formed based off of the year before. But you also mid-major college baseball player. How much do things change from June of one year to February of the next year? Like guys get bigger, faster, stronger. Um, some guys develop over summer ball. Like we got to get rid of like basing every single preseason opinion off of last year because it like hardly ever comes true. So tell us about like your opinions on, on uh, using the year before oh, to base like future opinions. You say from June to first pitch the following year it changes. I played on teams where guys like had a great fall and were gone by Christmas. Like they like were like entering the go play in JUCO. Like you don't even know what you're getting like when you come back from Christmas break. Nevertheless, like being a mid-major team, like if one of your horses goes down with an injury, the entire makeup of your rotation completely is altered. So and how you staff up on Friday through Sunday can completely change like what you look like on a Friday night versus the Sunday. The only thing that's certain in college baseball going into the year from an opinion standpoint is you might as well do like a top 25 jerseys in college baseball. When you started talking about Clemson, the only thing I thought about was this idea that I got no idea what they're going to bring to the table. I bet back at I think he has a good team, but injuries can deplete. You have no idea. But I will tell you without certain, they're a top three jersey in baseball. Easily. I agree with that 100%. Those 100%. Oh, the Clemson, cut, the Clemson cut is – It's special, man. Um, the So I, I read pretty much every comment on Twitter 
when we post something, we get a lot of people that will either agree with us or disagree. And the, number one, thing, the number one thing I keep seeing when you know we post our mid-major rankings or whatever, blah, 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 it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, uh, last year they lost to us two out of three, and, like, we should be preseason ranked higher. And it's just like, God, I get a clue, man. Like, Oral Roberts went to College World Series last year. They didn't be in the top 25 this year. Nope. Like, nope. Know, they lost. Dude, they lost everybody. Like, sure, they're gonna be good this year, but we have nothing. Dude, they're in the fucking they're in the fucking summit conference. Of course they're gonna win the summit. Yeah. Like Oral Roberts owns the summit. They own real estate in six different states. They own the summit. They own North Dakota State. They own every damn team in that conference. Just because they own it doesn't mean they're gonna be good this year. Like Oral Roberts before last year, they were they were winning it every year, but what have they done? They also, They've done not much. they also lost like four future major league baseball players, like not draft picks, like guys that will play in the major they leagues. They had the best team they've ever had and probably will ever have. Um, I think three All Americans. And yeah. it's like, dude, you lose those guys plus others. They it's had Chris Sale in their bullpen. That. They had Chris Sale. They had a random guy with a projection, a comp of Chris Sale in their bullpen. Thinking more Randy Johnson, dude. I mean, Randy Johnson, Chris Sale, whatever you want to call it. The dude with electric. Like, how often is Oral Roberts or any of these teams going to come across a guy that's throwing 93, 94 from a funky arm slot? And he's not even one of their dudes. The the college baseball comp, when I, you know, being out in Omaha last June, um, the college baseball comp that I kept thinking of. Remember Andrew Beckwith when Coastal won the national oh, championship, yeah. where he'd throw from up here and from the side. Like yeah. that's who he, that's who he was, and, and his ability to throw every single day as a rubber band man. Um, but just furthering your point, like, did you have no idea like who's going to be able to like pull that off? Like from a mentality standpoint, too. Like, who knows? Exactly. Um, so that's step one is like, let's not base every opinion for this year or whatever off of last year, because guys develop, guys get hurt, transfers. You don't know how they're going to fit in the culture. Just because a coach said he had a good fall doesn't mean he's going to have a good spring. Um, how many, okay. And let me add to that. How many times, Ben, did you hit 10 home runs in the fall and hit one in the spring? I never hit 10 in the fall. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Five in the I fall. I did hit one in the spring once. <laughs> no but like you get hot in the fall baseball is a very hot cold sport you get hot in the fall you're probably fucked you're probably doomed for the spring because you used up all your magic exactly you're, well, dude, you're, some you're of the, come back dude some of the best players like during the season were the worst players in the fall yeah i mean we would have like i have to play with a guy included. named ryan hagan that won the so uh the socon player of the year and I think he hit like 080 in the fall and then went and won SOCON player of the year. So, I mean, there's, there's obviously some truths to what, what goes on. And of course you can see what guys have done in their college career, but there's just so much that's unpredictable. So I'm, I'm, I'm over that. I'm over it. We'll, we'll just use the eyeball test. That's the best way to figure out if a team's good or not. Hey, eyeball test. We do need to address something. Let's go. 2023, end of the year, we did not do a college world series recap. We did not do an end of the year recap. That's why we're going through some what was it? Jack's gonna tell us all about it. 
What do you mean? Well, Jack was at the College World Series last year doing boots on the okay, ground. Hold on, hold on, ground. hold on. I'm at, we, we added Jack this year. He wasn't around back then. We did not do a recap. So I just want to apologize. We did not do an end-of-season recap. I've seen multiple people tweet at us, hey, where's the end-of-season recap? Oh, these guys are frauds. They didn't do an end-of-season recap. I'm sorry. We are sorry. Ben was going through some shit. I was, I don't know, I was somewhere. I was doing something. It just, it just didn't happen, and I, we apologize. It won't happen again. We will recap. If your favorite team wins College World Series, we'll make sure we recap. Because LSU fans wanted to hear us just praise and love LSU after they won it. We didn't do it. And it wasn't because LSU won it. It was just unfortunate situation where we, it just didn't happen. So, yeah, this year, if your team wins the College World Series, we will give them their praise at the end of the year in June or July. So, yeah, I, mean, what, I, I just want to apologize. Fans, we didn't have an end-of-year recap. It won't happen again. What do LSU fans want us to say? That they had the best pitcher of all time? <laughs> that they had probably, arguably, like a top five player of all time they went one and two in the draft like you know you got tommy white who's like arguably on pace to like break bb core rbi records like dude like what do you want us to say like you guys were the best team by far you were the number one pretty much the whole season um and like dude i will remember that game for a long time Brett i mean Louder, it was, a, it was an awesome speed. college world series like honestly <laughs> With Wake Forest, LSU, Florida, those were the three best teams all year. And like they just kept kept winning games. Never went cold. Um, I mean, there was so much talent. Like if you just look at Wake Forest with like Rhett Louder and like, you know, Florida with the uh, Hurston Waldrips and like I mean, like there was just so many first round picks playing that college world series, plus like on top of that, first round picks coming up this year and next year that we're playing. It was it was incredible. I mean, it was an awesome college world series. Couldn't ask for anything better. And Jack, you know what I, want to, I want Jack to tell us about like what the what the vibes were like because I didn't make the trip there. I was out in Vegas. You were in Italy. What was what was Omaha like, dude? I, well, it was a dream to go a as a fan. It was always the dream to go as a player. But then to be able to go covered the way I did, um, you're like taken aback by the like aesthetic and the entire environment, um, and you're overwhelmed with all these emotions, especially after. For game one, when like Oral Roberts, as Carl Ravish said, it hit a, a walk-off home run in the top of the ninth inning, the first time it's ever been done. I mean, it's unbelievable, guys. They end up winning the game in the bottom of the ninth against TCU, like on this game-winning three-run homer. And I was like, well, that's the best game of the tournament. Like, what, what just happened? And then every game that happened after got better. We had a walk-off in game two. And then every night you rolled up, whether it was Oral Roberts, whether it was LSU, um, all kind of surmounting to that – what I kind of, no offense and no credit taken away from what Florida was able to pull off with. Wake Forest, Rhett Louder against Skeens in that semifinal game. I still get goosebumps as place was sold out. Two of arguably the greatest college baseball pitchers of all time. And then for Tommy White, he transfers, he catches flack. Whether you love him or you hate him, he's polarizing. Hits one of arguably the greatest home runs in the history of the sport after just goose eggs everywhere. Um to set up like what was the greatest college baseball game in my opinion of all time, to then set up a World Series where we saw three historic anomaly blowouts and like every game just had to top the next. It was, I mean, whether it was and especially if you look at that Wake team too, like LSU wins it, but Wake 
Louder and Schemes matched up. Wilkin and Tommy White matched up. I mean, from a matchup standpoint, offensively, defensively, it was just like it was perfect. Um, and I felt like there was a lot of respect too. Like even when you watched what Chase Burns did at Tennessee, like going five inning scores coming out of the pen, and now he's like obviously changed spots for you know the betterment of himself. Do you see him as a starter this spring? There were so many underlying storylines that all just went into this idea that LSU painted a raw yellow and purple. Um, and to be flops on the ground and meet the people that I did to hopefully set up some relationships this season that I can kind of help bring you guys masterfully kind of, you know, started with 11.7. Hopefully can kind of be a BL's Aaron Andrews in a sense, right? Like just I love let me, that. Let me be I your, love that. Let me be your sideline guy. Go get flops on the ground. Not boots on the ground, but flops on the ground this spring. Yeah, and and so let me let me teach you the first lesson about working in media. Obviously, we don't do this full time or whatever, but the, the number one rule in media is like you have to put a spin zone on everything. So I'm gonna spin zone this for us real fast. We didn't put out an, an end of the year recap episode to you know talk LSU baseball and how great they were. I don't even knew that. We would have been doing a disservice to the game by not just appreciating what we saw on the field the beauty of like probably the, the whole college world series just from start to finish, like with that Oral Roberts, go ahead, Homer in the top of the ninth, the walk-off Homer in the top of the ninth, starting the college world series, ending with, you know, uh, Florida versus LSU. And uh, before that wake forest versus LSU, like we would have done a, a disservice to the sport by trying to talk about it. Like everybody was watching, everybody was able to witness it. And it's like, what, why do we need to share our opinions? We, the, the the deal was done, so that's why we didn't put out an end of the year recap. In the broadcasting world, you let it, you just you let it breathe. Let it have its let moment. It breathe. Let the moment have its moment. We don't want to steal the moment. Nope. What are we going to say on top of that? <laughs> let the moment cook. Let it marinate. Let it just soak in. Let everybody end their year with their own personal takeaway from the season or the national championship. Like if I sat here and recap the national championship between uh, Michigan and Washington, I would just say Michael Penix sucks. Michigan's good. And yeah, that's about it guys. Congratulations on your national championship. Yep. I mean, what am I going to say? Paul Skeen, you're phenomenal. Um, Jack Kalianone, you were ass on the national stage. It is what it is. Dude, you know, we, all right, six years, you guys have created this monster. I'm just blessed to be a part of it and try to add some value where I can. My first idea, Dimitri, you need some stone cold stone, like stunner, like the music to every time you go in for a hot take. Like, wow. any, what, was, what, was, what was the hot take about that? What was hot about that? No, no he's hot. just saying for the future. For the future, I liked it. I like it. All right, all right, boys, hold on, hold on. Whoops. Whoopsh, whoopsh. <laughs> all right i'm here guys are you guys ready are you ready are you ready hey, we can actually now like starting now we can say whatever we want because everybody just turned their podcast off <laughs> <laughs> so we, we probably have zero list well i'll give us one listener my mom's probably still listening but um, right, ben. The, the few thousand that aren't listening anymore we can say whatever we want hey ben <laughs> we're 30 minutes in let's do this let's kind of give the listeners what they can expect our schedule for the next three week four weeks as we enter opening day and kind of what our game plan is so to get them ready for the season what, what do yeah. we got 
that's a, that's a great point that you just brought up. Um, this was something that was also on my introductory that I skipped over. Um, I wanted to tell everybody that, look, check out our new website, uh, 11.7.com. We have a lot more to offer this year than we did last year. So we have a, a live RPI. You can go look at the RPI from last year. It'll update throughout the season, like in real time. Um, we also have uh, like mid-major polls and everything posted there, write-ups on everything. So you can see exactly why we ranked each team in the mid-major poll. Uh, we wrote probably a paragraph each or a little bit more than a paragraph on each team. It's a lot of fun. Um, and then we also have a draft prospect board, which we have Mason. Mason McRae did a top 100 college draft pick or college prospects, no high school guys. He posted it on our, our website. We tweeted it out. Less than a week later, the Boston Red Sox hired him. So that's why Mason's not here with us. He's a uh, he's a draft Dude, prospect. He was the, he, he the most perfect per person we were looking for to do what we wanted, and he was gone. We didn't even get one season with him. And me and Ben, Ben and I have been sitting here like talking a, to each other like, fuck, man. He was so perfect before what we were looking for, and we haven't replaced him yet. He's not an easy replace. But – we will get someone in there. We will get 2024 ranking um, updated as the season goes on. We will get 2025 in there. Um, so stay tuned for that. But RIP Mason. I mean, he didn't die or anything. He just is not with us. So funny backstory about Mason real fast. So we, uh, I mean, we've known about him for over a year now. Like he always put out his, you know, prospect rankings, and he would do it like an Excel spreadsheet and just tweet it out. No aesthetic, like nothing. Just Excel spreadsheet. We're like, dude, this guy's good. Like he knows what he's talking about. Still in college too. I think he just graduated maybe in, in December. But anyway, so we approached him in the off season. I'm like, hey man, like I love your stuff. Like you're, you're the best of the best. Uh, we'd love to add, add you on the team just so you can use our platform to like go get hired and like chase your dream, become a GM one day because like you're just the best at it he's like yeah dude I'm, I'm bought in like i love you guys been following for a while you know i'm a mid-major guy myself this and that well we we hire him we let him use our platform and less than a week later the boston red sox see it and they're like hey we want this guy so now he's working in the front office for the red sox good for him i didn't think it was going to happen this fast i'll be honest i thought maybe we'd get a season out of him but yeah i mean next man up Next man up, we're, we're probably going to try to find a draft prospect guy. And we have a few in mind that we've been talking to, but just waiting to pull the trigger on that. Um, but let me go back to the website here real quick. So the website, like you can literally find anything college baseball related. We write blogs. We have a team store, which we have like unique merch that you can buy, like team specific stuff. And we'll be adding on to it there. Um, we're also going to have a live scoreboard this year. So Dimitri has been behind the scenes, learning how to code, learning how to do a bunch of stuff, and uh, it's pretty much ready to launch. So once the games start, you can come to our website and see, um, you know, live scores for every game, which will be sick. Yeah, and you're gonna, and if you go to the team pages, um, you'll find, obviously, all their metrics, their RPI, their home away, their quad one, quad two, quad three. You'll find their live betting odds to win the college world series um it will be updated live as the odds change it'll be on the team page you can see their team schedule 
um, their top prospects and conference standings on the bottom. So everything you need to know is there. Um, so yeah, if you want to make us our home, make 11.7.com your home for college baseball info, please do. It'll um, mean a lot to us and we're going to continue to improve it, make it the best out there. Um, the goal is to be able to use it on your phone and be clean, easy to see, get everything you need. Like you're on CBS Sports app. That's my goal. I want college baseball to be as accessible and as easy as possible to follow for anybody. Like you don't need to know some secret website to go somewhere. You don't need to go on your computer because the mobile version is not that. I'm not throwing any backhands here. I'm just kind of explaining my personal experience here. When I wanted to go on my phone and look up a score, look whatever, it was too. It was it, it just way harder than it needs to be. Right. College baseball is too good of a sport to not have it on mainstream. So that was my goal. I've been working on the website since October nonstop. So everything you see there is not just overnight. It took a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of educating, learning, figuring out how we can make it best for you guys. So please check it out. Enjoy it. Um, if you don't like it, so what? Be, you can screw off. Like, but for the people that do like it, I hope you enjoy it. Okay, that's one way to put it there. But yeah, it's uh, I mean, we're, we're <laughs> I, I Dimitri did a Dimitri did a really good job. You don't have to screw off or anything. Like, if you don't like it, it's fine. <laughs> Find it somewhere else. That's cool. We're not begging for your stuff. But um, and then so now let's talk about like our plans for this season, like how we're gonna do things. Um, what we're going to build off from last year. And uh, so maybe and I'll, I'll drop some news here in a little bit. But uh, dude, I'm, I'm kind of like too transparent of a person. Like, I, I think I just want to tell everything. And I think I'm going to do uh, it. I think pe people like that. But sometimes it comes back to bite us. But anyways, so um, number one, Jack and myself are going to be launching a new show. And it's going to be called Club Bromaha. So C-L-U-B. Like you go in the club and then broom, like bros and them. Uh, and it's going to be a live show. It's going to be a lot of fun doing on YouTube live or Twitter live, like probably just try to stream it to all platforms. Uh, but it's going to be a good mix of, you know, getting the chat involved. We're going to try to find a way to like have a voicemail number that you can call. So after the game, you know, you call the voicemail, we'll play it on the show and uh, we'll react and, and listen to that. Uh, and it's just gonna be guys like it's gonna be me and Jack chilling out. Maybe bring on a guest or two. If a coach wants to hop on or a player wants to hop on, our goal is to do it every Monday. Um, so we'll still release the podcast Sunday night, Monday morning, and then obviously like Thursday night, Friday morning, or maybe Thursday morning, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. We'll figure it out. But Mondays are gonna be for Club Bromaha, and uh, it's we're just gonna get the fans involved. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And uh, so look for that maybe once the season starts. We might do it a week before, but that's coming up. And uh, other than that, we're still going to do our weekend series pick'em and survivor contest, which everybody loved from last year. It was a blast. I got to hang out with blind man Nate in Vegas, which was epic. We had an awesome time together. And uh, yes, he's he is blind, and we still were able to get into some trouble. We were able to... Uh, bet on some games they treated us like kings over there so we're we're still trying to finalize a sponsor for that and uh you know, the idea is we still gotta we still gotta pull it off but the idea is to have it in omaha this year 
So instead of Vegas, like have the, the winners meet up in Omaha, get the hotels paid for, flights paid for, and all of that. Um, so that's our goal this year with that. And other than that, we're, we're going to do one show a week until the season starts and then uh, two podcasts a week once the season starts. So same schedule we've had since 2019. So, so let's add on to that. What's today? January 21st, recap 2023, up to top 2024 preview, basically what we've been doing. Next weekend, there's going to be a first half conference preview. So basically, we are going to probably go alphabetical order through the first eight conferences. What are there, 16? No, 31 total. So 15 conferences. We're going to go through them, kind of give you an idea of who we think is going to win, who can compete for it. And then February 4th, second half of the team. So we're going to go through the rest of the conferences give you a, a preview of it. We're not going to make our picks yet. Just give you a preview, who should compete, who can win it, yada, yada. And then February 11th will be like the nitty gritty, like where we're going to deep dive. We are going to get nasty and dirty with it, like who our hot takes are, who's going to suck ass, those kind of things. And then February 15th will be a Thursday before the opening day. We'll preview the weekend. So expect our preseason conference winners and picks over the next two weeks yeah uh, so we will yeah we'll give winners we'll give i mean of course we'll have an episode where we talk about uh gold like our golden spikes picks um you know who we think our eight for omaha uh those are always fun because they come back and bite us but yeah we'll do our eight for omaha our golden spikes picks all that fun stuff uh we'll also be talking a lot of i mean college baseball gambling has grown like crazy I mean, even since like 2021, there was hardly any college baseball gambling on regular season games. 2022, they rolled out a few. Last year was great. There was like 10 times more action uh, last year than the year before. So, uh, Brad Bohannon would know all about that. Yeah. Brad, we, I wonder what he's up to. Dude, it's but, insane that he's not sitting in SL. Hey, yeah, is, Alabama, is Alabama given, money line still a lock or is it a new year? Stop. We're, we're not getting into that. But, yeah, we'll, we'll be talking a lot of gambling. So, like, we'll do, like, some futures bets. Um, we want to put a futures bet down as a group. Like, Go ahead want, and let them know. So, this is kind of a plan, but um, we're planning on taking our Patreon money and putting it all on one team. And we'll, we'll discuss that live. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll have a full discussion on one of these podcasts. And, you know, probably – I mean – Mom, close your ears, but I think it's going to be a $1,000 bet. Oh. I think we're going to put $1,000 as a group, as an 11.7 group, on one team to win the College World Series this year before the season starts, and we will be the number one fan of that team. Like, I'm not saying that I'm leaning towards East Carolina or a Southern Miss, but, like, I think it has to be a mid-major, too. Dude, oh, we're going to argue and fight about this, aren't we? Or like a Dallas Baptist. <laughs> I, dude, come on. Like if we put a thousand bucks down on UC Santa Barbara ninety to one. Wait, 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 wait! I thought we were doing a thousand dollars, two hundred team, two hundred dollars each on five teams. That's what I thought we were doing. Dude, I think it'd be way better if we just threw a thousand bucks down, and, and Demetrius gonna place the bet legally in Arizona. That's yep. he'll be in Arizona in like two weeks. So, like, like I said, I'm way too transparent with like everything in my life. And I just can't help myself, but like that's their plan. So if you guys have an idea of like who you want us to do this on, uh, we're doing it for content purposes only. And if 
because we're going to expect to lose a thousand dollars. So three hundred thirty-three dollars. <laughs> oh my god! If we win thirty to one odds on some team and we win it, good lord! That's what I'm saying. It's all about like. So my idea is like we will probably hype them up the first two weeks of the season. They're going to be awesome. Like the first two or three weeks of the season, this team, whoever we pick, and then they're going to go dumpster dive. And hot, cold, gonna, hot, baby. I know. And we're going to be like, ah, oh, screw that team. Like they suck, this and that. But then we're all going to get like you, me, Jack, we'll all get our focus together. We will will this team to the postseason. And then every game in the postseason is do or die. Like that's the way I'm going to take a picture of our bet and flip. It's going to be a thousand dollars on whatever team. It's going to be pinned on our Twitter from February 16th until June, end of June. That tweet will be pinned, and everyone's going to see why we are fighting for the, for our lives for this team to win. All right, we are going to fight, fight, fight every day until this team wins. Did they lose? Oh, you're going to hear it from me. Oh, I'm going to mother F them. I'm going to let them know that I'm not happy. I'm a mad investor. We're going to will them to a win. We're going to give them their praise, and then we're going to get rich. Demetri, I like yeah, I like that you said investor. I'm I'm financially probably the brokest friend that I have. Um, with that being said, may, uh, hear me out. For Club Romaha and the Pencil Talk pod that I sometimes participate in, Instead of using a microphone, you use pencils. I'm hiring interns. So here we hear me out. Diversify the portfolio in the sense that you go six teams for 150 bucks, two mid-majors at 50 bucks a pop. We take eight teams. You got eight slips. We go and find, and, I, and, I'm, and this is some news that we can drop on Club Bromaha. The idea being is that if we've got pencil talk flops on the ground reporters for each of these teams, members, interns, just like I did when I was in school, I was a pencil talk intern for my own company. It was a scam of all scams. Hypothetically speaking, there's an SEC club involved that we might have two interns with. I, I'm, I have to, in my right mind, bet on them to win the league. That will be separate of this. I mean, this is y'all's deal. But hypothetically speaking, if we had eight different teams, eight different slips, and they were all interns, and we just rode them. We were our, they, we were quite literally their biggest fans. I, and we and we take an application. System. Did you just come up with this idea? Did you just come up with this idea within the last five seconds? All right. So I thought about the interns for Club Romaha for quite some time, but I didn't know you guys were betting all this money on someone to win the. Yeah, we actually didn't tell Jack about this, Dimitri. We, we, we uh, came up we with did. this thing like maybe three days ago, this idea. Well, this, so this, this is a beautiful blend right here. This is y'all's idea. I'm just offering the opportunity to get some flops on the ground reporters to make sure that you're staying in the loop. But they need to sign. They need to sign a waiver. They need to sign a waiver. If they're in a press conference with yeah. um, O'Sullivan, if they're in a press conference in Gainesville with O'Sullivan where they just blew a 3 nothing lead to Miami and lose, and we have significant money on them, they need to stand up and say, what the fuck are you doing, Sully? Figure it out. We have a lot of money invested in you. I need you to take care of your shit and get this team on the right track. Well, hypothetically speaking. That uh, needs to be a waiver. That needs yeah, to be signed. So the interns that I'm looking for are members of the team. So there's definitely going to be a gray area where we're like, hey, we met <laughs> Hey, let's get some, let's get some interns on the on the selection committee too. We'll get some interns uh, that are umpires, and we'll just we'll rig the whole thing. Hey, you know the guy from the, the guy from New Orleans, the guy from New Orleans in the uh, Southland Conference, great umpire. He'll do whatever we ask him. If That's he didn't like a guy, he'll bang him. 
Dude, nobody has written the college baseball script yet. Everybody's talking about this NFL script. You know, it's going to be the 49ers and Ravens. We will write the college baseball script this year. That's our job. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Reggie, Reggie, what's his name from the Southland that got fired last year? Reggie Sanders? No, it. not Reggie Sanders. What, you know who I'm talking about, the umpire. That, he banged he, in that New Orleans game for the... I know what you're talking about. Everybody knows what you're talking about. I don't know his name, though. Reggie. His, umpire Reggie. If you need a job, we will hire you. Just make sure our team wins. Yep. I, I don't think we're going to be betting on anybody in the Southland, though, dude. I don't think we're putting a futures bet on McNeese State. I don't think I can well, do we're it. Gonna, we're going to put him where he needs to be. If he needs to be in Starkville, Mississippi, calling Mississippi State versus Florida, we'll get him there. We'll make sure he's there and take care of what needs to be taken care of. All right. Well, that probably won't be followed through with, but, <laughs> you know, it's fun to think about. Um, is there any other, like, other news that we need to release here? I Dude, I don't think... I don't think there's anything left. I, I didn't write a single thing down, though, coming into this. No, I think that's it. I mean, we previewed. Everybody knows what to expect for the next couple of weeks. Um, just stay tuned. We're gonna, we're slowly getting back into it. Like Ben said, it's our spring training. Um, yeah, just check out the website. Check out the Twitter. Everything you need to know will be on there over the next couple of weeks. Um, we'll make our picks in the next couple of weeks as well. Um, glad to have Jack on board with us. He will be with us. I guess for the full preseason, and then he will be exclusively Club Bromaha, if I remember yeah. correctly. And then Ben and I will keep running the typical schedule of the podcast, so we're not changing up any, anything on you guys. You guys have your schedule. You know what to expect from us. Um, but other than that, yeah, that's it for me. I'm excited. Yeah, boys, let's wrap it up here, and uh, we'll see you guys next Sunday night or Monday morning, whenever we release it.